Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show. It's another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast, episode 36, an episode that promises to uh, have humble origins and exceed everyone's greatest expectations over the years while doing it all with a squeaky, almost Muppet-like voice. Uh, but we love it just the same. Justin Morissette with you once again, and with me, as always, is... Stefan Heck. Yana Kenson. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That's yeah, that, that is actually that's like bang on. Basically, exactly what he sounds like. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I would come and join your show today. Yeah. Um, so we have our be first good to talk about the Canucks with you guys. So thank you for having me. <laughs> we have our first NHL guest here on the program. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I I replaced John Cullen. We had a skating race before the podcast, <laughs> and I beat him. <laughs> Thanks, Yannick. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, all the best of you to you this season. Are, you're injured right now, aren't you? I don't know. That's why you're not at the game tonight. Is there? A Do game we have a game oh, tonight? There's a game, there's a game tomorrow. Oh, oh it's, it's tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the game's tomorrow night. I don't know when the games are, honestly. <laughs> I just go and play when they tell me well, to play. Well, who cares anymore, right? Yeah, I barely yeah. even know what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope that the, like, four listeners <laughs> that it... That would get that impression that enjoyed too. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think hi, we I'm underestimate John. our Canuck contingent. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I think well, we probably overestimated also. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, 100%. For yeah. those of you who don't know what we're talking about, and I feel as though we could say that at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> yeah. But Yannick You're Hansen, all fucking idiots. Yannick Hansen is a Danish hockey player for the Vancouver Canucks who has a very, very high-pitched voice. Yeah, that was a very good impression. He was drafted <laughs> in a round of the draft that no longer exists. Yeah, the ninth round? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the final picks as well, I believe it was the third to last pick in that draft class. Oh, pretty and impressive. I believe, if uh, the legend is true, that they only drafted him as like a pity pick because he came to the draft, like attended it live in person, and they were like, oh, this guy is like here, <laughs> and nobody's picked him, that's so upsetting. And so, uh, of course, just like the Canucks, to luck into the best pick that they made in that draft pretty well, just by, you know... Complete dumb luck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like actual scouting or anything. This guy looks sad. <laughs> Let's draft him. Well, that's a janitor, Mr. Nonis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he still looks a, sad. Was it Burke or Nonis who drafted him? Uh, not sure. Yeah. Anyway, the joke doesn't really yeah, matter. Probably Nonis, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I would think, and then, uh, yeah, then it was like they they drafted him, and then they made him solve a math problem, and uh, turned <laughs> a out he was testing a, turned out he was a genius, <laughs> and uh, now he's on the Canucks. Uh, no, that wasn't a reference to the skill testing question. That was a Goodwill Hunting reference because well, Justin was talking about janitors. Oh no, Stefan was talking. I, about I, I said something about janitors. So when people say that our voices sound the same, <clears throat> I don't hear it, but apparently John. Well, does. John's I, like looking at both. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I don't think we sound that similar, but I don't know. Well, J like Stefan's like the Yannick Hansen of her podcast. Like, it's not that your voice is high, but it's slightly it's higher than Justin yeah. and ours. True. Justin, and, oh, Justin I, and mine. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, the Canucks also took Corey Schneider in that draft class, though. So oh, Hansen, so. probably not the best guy. 
but still here. Yeah. The best ninth round pick. The, the best guy who's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the best guy they didn't trade away for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Well, well there were... I mean, you'd have to ask Francesco about that, I suppose. Yeah, there were reasons. Yes. Uh, but hey, it's a Francesco Aquilini. <laughs> I'm here on the podcast. You want to talk to me about the goalies? <laughs> that's an accurate. That's, that's, that's accurate exactly Aquilini. What he sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Look at me here, just being a super Canucks super fan, doing all these impressions. Wonderful There's mushroom on that pizza. If you want to eat it and become slightly bigger, <laughs> and then if I run into you, you'll anyway. So uh, it was March 10th a couple days ago, which was like Mario Day. How oh like M A R one yeah zero. don't you hate how every day has to be you know what I mean it's yeah like, oh, it's like Pi Day or Star Wars Day it's like oh this is that's fucking stupid yeah like I okay when I pause there listeners are probably like oh he's gonna come up with something really clever I just said it's fucking stupid but it is fucking stupid yeah Pi Day you can eat pie any day and no. you're legally required to eat pie on this day <laughs> oh yeah that's coming up isn't it as is my understanding I don't think there's a legal requirement there. I don't think there's anything like you're not uh, legally binding. Yeah, there's no. No, it is for sure. You have on to Monday. Eat. You have to have pie. Actually, and you're not allowed yeah. to have it on any other day. Of the no. Year. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have, wait? Did you guys have pumpkin pie at Christmas? Yeah. You could have been arrested. Really? It was really. We should. Pre- I, did you actually just admit that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't Holy believe shit. you said this. You're gonna have to sue your ass. You're gonna have to edit this out. Yeah, yeah. you're definitely gonna have to edit that out because that is a very punishable offense. Not my admission. This whole bit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, it's. I mean, qualifying whether our bits are good or bad yeah. is really beyond us at this point. Oh, yeah. the, the classic real good show illegal pie bit. Yeah, <laughs> there it is again. Exactly. <laughs> These guys keep bringing it up. March 14th was like three months ago. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, well, the show is off to a rollicking start Always. so far. Yeah. It, it doesn't really need help at the moment. <laughs> but if you wanted to help the show, oh, yeah. there are some things you can do. You can do lots of stuff. You can head online, of course, to patreon.com slash realgoodshow yeah. and uh, donate uh, to the show if you are so inclined, if you'd like to kick us a few bucks. Give for us that sweet cash. Providing this sweet, sweet content every single week as we yeah. do. Illegal pie. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't grow on trees, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Also, like, and we're really good at giving you none of the things. Like, if you if you donate money, like how it says, we we're say gonna we'll give, give you, you stuff. A t-shirt. We're not. We have. We're not doing it. We <laughs> haven't done any of <laughs> we it. We will. You've made a huge mistake because we're very lazy and we have no follow through whatsoever. Well, I did. Like, we somehow not only are lazy ourselves, but we found a designer who's equally lazy <laughs> and can't get the shit done no. in any sort of reasonable time I, I period. I just gave her like the broadest of instructions. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's fucking up. Because, Draw something good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Draw something real good. Well, to be fair, I did custom make the jersey. That's uh, and true. Sam, I know you're listening. Uh, most likely, uh, you can get the jersey whenever you want. Just you know, DM me, and we'll we'll figure something out. Yeah, we but we all live in Vancouver, so yeah, I, I feel as though that's like on us. So yeah. sorry for putting well, that on you right well there. Well, we we were also talking about having a well, you know, town halls are so popular in Vancouver yeah. these days. They just have one every single week. Just about uh, we we're gonna have a real good show mm-hmm. town hall at some point in the near future. Yeah, also. you can ask us all the questions on your mind. <laughs> Which is completely different than what we do. Bring That's back what... the illegal pie bit. 
So well, that's not a question, I, sir. <laughs> I noticed last year that you guys had this really good bit about it's how it's illegal to eat pie after March 14th. And then um, at the last town hall meeting, you referred to that bit as uh, mentally unstable <laughs> and uh, that you had to ship it off of the podcast. And I felt like that was very inappropriate the way you termed that. I mean, pie has feelings, too. We did have to include a bit to get rid of that, uh, a pick rather, to get rid yeah. of that pie bit because, yeah. uh, you know. Did you know what bit we were dealing with here? Come yeah, on. It was a crazy bit. You wouldn't even understand it. Yeah, no, we we had to ship that bit, and we, you wouldn't even believe we came up with this really great interview segment uh, with Justin Bieber. Swear to God, he was going to do it. It was going to be hilarious, and we had to ship that. We had to ship it off to uh, the best show, and they're doing it now. So it's really tough. This but. is a bit about a bit, and like three people get it, we and it's like the, us three. We yeah. did everything <laughs> that's, we that's could. every bit we ever do. <laughs> we did everything we could to support that bit okay <laughs> at some point the bit just had to want to make progress itself and it just didn't seem to want that no well and then the bit crashed its matte black suv into a tree yeah yeah i mean but also don't forget we even though we don't have the illegal pie bit anymore we do have a fun set up so that you can support future pies <laughs> yeah, the, so if you could it's yeah it's the pie check initiative <laughs> so if you'd like to send us money for the pies we like we want to help other pies. We just didn't want to help our own pies. Yes, uh, and the bit we got back has been shut down for the season <laughs> down in the miners. Yeah, at this point. he's an asshole. We saw his pie club T-shirt, and we were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> he was rubbing off on all our other bits. Yeah, absolutely. All the bits. Yeah, he did this weird thing where every time he ate the pie, he just swung it around in circles. Didn't actually eat it. We just... tried to leave him out of a podcast, and he was like, uh, "I used to joke around here. It's really important that I'm <laughs> yeah. in this one." Yeah. And for some reason, that pod is. <laughs> crazily downloaded in Montreal. Everyone just loves that podcast in Montreal. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking we about? We are so far down this rabbit hole uh, that maybe the show does need some help. And in fact, we got some help this yeah, week. Yeah, we did. People gave us money. We, <laughs> we got our first ever show sponsor. Yeah, yep, thank you. Big news. And we are pleased to plug them right now because yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's rare that somebody gives you money, but it's also like... It's good what they do. Yeah. Like you don't have to sell something shitty. I find. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that's the thing. Like selling out now. Like the new selling out is just shilling something bad. <laughs> that's like the new selling out. Because yeah. everyone I understands you need to make money. Yeah. So now it's like, as long as you're supporting, it's a good being product. supported by a cool yeah. business. Yeah. Which we it's are. Good. Which we are. And so I mean, we're excited. A very about cool that. business. One of the things that the Canucks were getting hammered on in the town hall meeting last week, or earlier this week actually, was uh, ticket prices. Of course, ticket prices are out of control. Yes. Uh, especially considering the team that you want to go see is so terrible. Uh, but I'm sure Vancouver people and people all over the world have experienced all kinds of frustrations trying to buy tickets online because most sites make it so complicated and then they try to sneak in these huge fees at checkout that's why you need to try SeatGeek. they've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets talk about your personal experience with SeatGeek. examples SeatGeek is always the first place i go to look for tickets to a game and or concert I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I just used it the other day to look at tickets for insert game slash concert here. Stefan, you're Stephen, not. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not. not supposed to literally read 
everything that's on the copy. Oh, like when it's in asterisk. Yeah. yeah that's, like, that's, no, like that's when you take it and make yeah. it your own. Because, yeah. John, you have used SeatGeek, Yeah, right? so, like, when it says personal experience, you were supposed to say, like, yeah, I've done this. Okay, so, like, do you have a personal but experience? But you really have. Yeah. Yeah, so I've used, uh, I've used SeatGeek before uh, because I, like many other people, enjoy hockey but hate the Canucks. And uh, so it's always great to go to a Canucks game for the cheapest price possible. And uh, what SeatGeek does that I really like is uh, when you go, they they have uh, two options to sort your tickets by. So th- what they do is they take all the ticket resellers, they put all their tickets in one place, so you don't have to have like 15 tabs open on your uh, on your computer and look like a, a sociopath. It's an aggregator. Yes, it's a, it's a ticket aggregator. And uh, so what they do is they they have a thing where you can sort it by price, as per usual, if you just want to look for the lowest price tickets. But they also have an option where you can sort it by deal score, where they rate the cost of the tickets versus where the seats are located in the stadium, how good of a deal it is uh, as compared to the face value and the other tickets being sold. And uh, so I, I love it for that. I've used it for uh, for the Canucks. I've used it for a concert. Uh, it's a great way to, uh, to, yeah, to just buy tickets and figure out what the best deal is uh, available for the games. And unlike the primary competitor, StubHub, Boo! Boo! StubHub! They give you the the straight-up price right from the beginning. There's no uh, added fees at the end there. No hidden fees, And uh, Canucks tickets right now, particularly, are so cheap on there. So cheap. Like, you can get a ticket for, like, 20 bucks to go see Yeah, we just looked. The lowest current available ticket price is for the Canucks versus the Sharks. Tuesday, March 29th, you can get a ticket for $22. And our listeners get a $20 rebate off of their first SeatGeek purchase by entering the code REALGOOD at checkout. That's promo code REALGOOD at checkout. You just have to download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add promo code REALGOOD. Gets you $20 off your Canucks ticket. They are practically paying you to go to the game. Yeah, if you wanted to go to a Canucks game for $2... Now is your chance. Yeah, so you buy the ticket, and then SeatGeek will send you the money back. They'll send you the $20 back after you buy the ticket. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the downside is you do have to go to a Canucks game. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it is it lame that like uh, us having a promo code named after our show feel is like our, to me like our biggest like we made it yeah, moment so like, far? It's like podcast graduation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like to thank uh, everybody that made this possible. That whole uh, promo was our like valedictorian. <laughs> yeah, the whole promo was our val. Yeah. Could you imagine? That's actually that'll be like that would be a crazy next level of advertising. Someone just pays a school's valedictorian to go up to the podium. We've created a lot of memories together, and I think we can agree that one of the funnest places that we created those memories was McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even believe the deals they have right if, now. If you ever try to remember all of the memories we made, just search for them on Bing. <laughs> you might not be back here at the school, but the McRib will be. Yeah. <laughs> The McRib coming to a McDonald's location near you when pork prices are low enough to justify the purchase. <laughs> so one last time, download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code REALGOOD today. Perfect. I feel like we've satisfied yeah. that contractual obligation. 
<laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks to Seat Geek yep. and uh, very cool. On it, if you do uh, use this, please let us know because yeah. uh, we would love to hear back from our listeners that are actually taking advantage of that promo code. And and it's not just for sports, concerts, everything like that. Yeah, yeah good, whatever. Uh, any feedback, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you could probably go to like monster truck events or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Grave Digger. Well, that's a sport. Let's if, be yeah, real. Here. Grave Digger is coming to your town. Yeah. Seat Geek promo code. Real good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a, a monster truck called Son of a Gravedigger. Really? Yeah. yeah I guess the implication is that the monster truck's fucked. Yeah. And there's like a kid monster truck now, but it's like the same size. I don't know how it works. What it was was uh, was Gravedigger fucked uh, Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> then they had a just a cute little monster truck Volkswagen bug hybrid. <laughs> Although maybe Herbie's a guy, but I don't know. Whatever. Isn't the love bug, isn't that just AIDS? <laughs> Maybe is it? I don't know. Is well, let's ask Nancy Reagan, yeah. shall we? Well, you know, ooh, the only truck that could ever teach me was the son of a grave digger. <laughs> grave uh, digger. Uh, there are other ways that you can help the program, though. We do like to check in on what people say when they press the white button. Yeah, the iTunes white. And iTunes. head on over to the iTunes store to leave yeah. us Donald a Trump's preferred iTunes view. <laughs> Uh, in a segment that we call Review Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. Is it pointed? This is awesome. The worst episode ever. This week's review comes to us from the hallowed pages of the UK. Yes, we told you. It doesn't matter what country you're in. We'll find your review, (laughs) and there is clear proof of that right now. Only one review in the Great Britain iTunes store, uh, and it comes to us from Busy Large, who writes, This show is good. I don't know anything about hockey. I live in England. But everyone has a good voice for radio and a good face for radio. (laughs) Ha ha! Plus, one doesn't actually have to listen to what they are saying. Pleasant ambiance, 8.5 out of 10, four stars. I think that's our first ever four-star review. Yeah, but four stars in uh, British reviews are like 10 stars in Canadian reviews. (laughs) That's true. According to Ewan Curry, that's the opposite of their women. (laughs) Uh, Prove me wrong, England. When was this... uh Review written. I don't have that in front of me. Oh, okay. Well, they do some weird date. They don't. Yeah. They, yeah. Anyway, they don't have so. dates. In yeah. yeah. Um, but I wrote a review as well. My idea of a British <clears> review. When you said we had a British review, I was like, Oh, well, is anything like this? And I'm gonna get John to read it because he's got a, he's got a nice British accent. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this this comes in from uh, Chips Lover forty seven uh, at Britain dot com. <laughs> Britain dot uk. Yeah. Sorry. Britain dot co dot uk. Oi, mate, I bloody well had a laugh with this here podcast. It's as mad as a bag of ferrets, it is. But since the bloody vicar nicked me talk box, I've lost the plot, not being able to listen to it. Five Tesco's out of five. Well, it would be four Tesco's out of five, but <laughs> close enough. I don't even know what a Tesco is. is well, it it's, it's, it's like a Safeway. Oh, good. Okay. I think it would be like four Tesco's and a Marks and Spencer. Okay. Out of five. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. I have no idea what that any of that means. But Marks and Spencer is like a department store, right? Yeah. yeah. They have uh, Jelly Babies. You ever tried those? Uh, it's like yeah. candy. Yeah. It's not like a, an actual baby. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, no. I've had no? it. Have you actually? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like when you feed your baby a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then when they spill the jelly, you lick it off of their shirt. 
No, it's a. Oh, it's, it's like, like a, it's like a candy, like a juju. Yeah, it's like a juju. Yeah, no, I've had it yeah. before. They're good. Well, I am <laughs> disturbed by the current level of buzz marketing going on here for some kind of British store chain. They have not paid a single cent for that. We all know this episode is brought to you by the good folks at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, for whenever you need to get a seat to a thing. And their British affiliate, Chairmate. (laughs) (laughs) Chairmate.co.uk. Well, Stephanie... Check it out on the UK App Store. You also wanted to sound off on something this week because... uh, it doesn't often come to your attention that people are talking about you behind your back, but this week it did. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, what's it called? It's called subtweeting, right? Yes. That's the that's the term for it. Yes. Yeah, um, that's when when you uh, when you tell your ex girlfriend uh, via social media that you hate her, but like without naming. Not her like either. adding her. Or, yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that happened to me because I I don't know if you guys saw, but I I brought those two signs to the Canucks game, uh, and. Uh, yeah, uh, they were. It was relatively viral on my hockey Twitter account at yeah. uh, hockey dipshit. Uh, Botchford put it in the in the provies. Oh wow! Uh, he ended it with the signs, which was nice of him. Very nice. Um, well, you guys have both made it to the provies this year, and I haven't. Well, well you know, if it's, you it's, it's a long about year. The Canucks, maybe you would. God damn it! <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do have a new segment, and uh, I did make a, a theme song for it because someone was subtweeting me about uh, about the signs. I guess. Yes, and we will hear that theme song. Right now. Subtweet. <laughs> Took me six hours to yeah, that's make great. that theme. It sounds a lot like David Bowie's Suffragette City. No, that was that was me. Very okay, just a completely different subtweet song. Subtweet okay, City. Gotcha. Stefan's Subtweet City. So welcome to Subtweet City. Uh, so this this week's subtweet comes in from well, it's a it's kind of a double subtweet here. Uh, so you posted your hockey signs at hockey dipshit and uh, well, are we gonna say the name of the people who did it, or are we gonna subtweet them on this podcast? Uh, I don't know. That's your segment. Oh yeah, you call the shots. Like we did, like dock someone on well, here. Well, so do you I really? It doesn't really. Yeah, <laughs> Stefan is the mayor of Subtweet City. I think we'll 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 you know we'll we'll, we'll subtweet them orally. Okay, that that's, that sounds bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds horrible. We'll, we won't say their names. Okay, I, I guess I could have said that instead. But yeah. All right, so we're sub talking. We're sub talking. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your signs. First of all, you had one sign that said, "Quote." This is a 100-point team, end quote, Jim Benning 2015. And then a second sign that said, we knew we weren't a playoff team, quote, from Trevor Linden 2016. Two direct quotes. Yeah, which led person number one to tweet, quite the effort put into these. Which it looked like. I couldn't tell if it was sarcasm or not. Yeah, I kind of misread that several times. Yeah, and then uh, that that made person two respond with, LOL, quote, I have no life, end quote. And, he, and then he was, I, I tweeted back at the person saying, Stefan's pretty cool, actually, has quite a bit going on. And thank yeah. you, John. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. You're I welcome. mean, you, you did subtweet me there as well, but it was like a good subtweet. Yeah, no, it was like me just defending your honor. And yeah. your, your honor was also defended by show listener Shane M at Social Assassin. Very two, funny guy. Who called person two a coward and told him that he should have tagged you in said tweet. And I totally agree. <laughs> uh, but no, you know what? Like, it's not like, okay, the sign was, it's, it's two pieces of cardboard. And I guess, like, I totally misread, like, the first subtweet. 
And I was like, well, is he saying that I actually put a lot of effort into it or is he like being sarcastic? Yeah. And I was like very tired after a long day at work at the, the toilet factory. Yes, as you do. Uh, it's not actually a factory, but I digress. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I thought I did a pretty good job of like, you know, the the writing was, uh, yeah. was pretty decent. There was a lot of folds in that cardboard. Yeah, I know. It, it looked like you had to, to like, straighten it you out. Did. No, I did. And, and I think that the kerning was pretty good. That's a font term, right, I believe? I've never heard sure, of it before. Sure, sounds I good. I think yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, the probably. Helvetica was, yeah. was Times New Roman. And I thought it was fairly clever. It's, it's two quotes from the, the president and the GM of the Canucks. They actually said it. And uh, I went to the game with a uh, friend of the show and I believe supporter of the show, uh, yes. Ryan Verviticus. Very funny guy, very nice guy. Uh, we had a lot of fun because we both hate the Canucks a lot. <laughs> yeah, and as you do. Bringing the signs into the game because uh, they have to check the signs, right? Yeah. And the security guy kind of looked at it and then looked at me and looked at the sign again. And I was like, well, he said it. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a quote. Trevor Linden said that. Jim Benning said that. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess we have to let you take him in. There is journalistic integrity yeah. to those signs. Well, it was like last uh, last playoffs when I took in the sign that just had Lucas Spies' contract info on it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. Which is great because either they let it, they let you take it in and you can show it off and everyone's like, oh, it's such a bad contract, boo. Yeah. Uh, or they don't let you take it in, which means the team and their employees find it inherently offensive. <laughs> Just his contract. The contract yeah. that they It's offered. a real lose-lose for the Canucks. I, I was kind of hoping they wouldn't let me take the Spisa sign in, or these ones either, because then you can make a big stink out of it and yeah. everything too. Because the problem with those signs is it's like it's kind of like a one-percenter sort of thing, you know? Like it's, it's like an internet thing. So like people liked it on the internet and stuff, but people at the game were kind of like, what? Like, I, yeah. you know, they're very casual fans. Who is whatever, Jim right? Benning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is, is Verviticus uh, the same... Guy as the League of Legends player Verviticus, Ryan. I, I'm not. Sure. I don't know. I was just searching Verviticus to see what it meant. See a legendary. Is it like a and pro League of Legends player? There's a pl- pro League of Legends player based in North America named Verviticus. So, so Ryan, Ryan's going to need to. You. Yeah, because that's basically when you search Verviticus, it's all that's all that comes up. You know what's weird is we talked about League of Legends for like two hours and he never brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually? No. Okay, damn. Um, but I was going <laughs> to say, that this is like 24 hours later after Ryan also attended the most recent Canucks Town Hall meeting. He got subtweeted pretty good too, actually. On uh, Tuesday night, yeah. where he went in specifically to ask about uh, the way that, uh, you know, the jokes that we were making earlier about the pie bit. That was all uh, going off on a, on a deep tangent. It was a thinly veiled. <laughs> about the way Trevor Linden spoke uh disdainfully, basically, about Zach Cassian on uh, Friday, the one that they did a week ago, uh, talking about how, like, well, of course we had to give up a pick to get a shitty player like Prust back. Can you, did you see what we were dealing with? Or what, I don't know, he, he didn't even refer to him as, uh, like, a person. He, he called it. him It. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, and uh, it was just very, like, casually cruel in a way that I found upsetting, and I think a lot of people uh, were very unimpressed Yeah, a by. lot of people affected by mental health issues. Either, yeah. either they, they have them, they're dealing with them themselves, or they know people who are dealing with them, and you see the Canucks mind check thing, which is, like, a really good initiative. Yeah. 
and it just kind of flies in the face of that, right? And yeah. It, it makes you think like, well, is this all just lip service? This is right? just uh, you know a, a PR campaign yeah. for for goodwill and not something. That yeah, you actually I will just say in. they uh, they donated a million dollars to Children's Hospital right before the game. Ryan and I went to. Oh really? And it was kind of just like, well, this is like boo proof. I can't boo this like little kid <laughs> holding up a check for a million dollars. So I'm assuming they're going to do that before every game. Now. And also, to be fair, we don't know if Zach Cassian has mental issues, but he was born in Windsor, Ontario. <laughs> so. Odds are strong. <laughs> but, you know, he went in specifically with this aim, and he was really nervous about asking that question. Yeah. He messaged me beforehand and was like, how would you kind yeah. of He was at the town hall. Sort of yeah. thing, at the town hall, right. And I was saying, you know, just like call them out on it and be like assertive and be like, this is not acceptable. And if you want us to believe you when you get involved with those sorts of causes, you need to walk the walk in addition to talking the talk. And you can't say what Lyndon said, which was essentially like we did everything we could to help him. We when hate autistic people. People. Turning around and just burying him yeah, totally. publicly, yeah. which is very strange. I feel like Trevor Linden feels like when he speaks at a town hall conference meeting that it's like not a public it's event. It's like off the record. Yeah, all of the things that he says are just baffling. But, but that's but Verviticus was subtweeted too. Yeah, but I told Ryan like you know whatever you do like make sure you power through and like say your piece like don't let them cut you off. And then it was like. Actually, it would almost be better if, like, they did talk over you and cut you off because it would just look so terrible. Yeah. I mean, Lyndon didn't even really answer the question. He dodged it. Yeah. And I made the joke that, uh, oh, that's what Lyndon calls a mind check when he, like, successfully dodges a question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was the same way that Lyndon dodged punches in many of the fights that he ran away from. Well, well, anyway, yeah. That's, that's neither here nor there. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. We can't talk about Trevor Linden, the player, in a bad way. No, we, we're we, going to get... We can. Uh, we can. Wow, look at... Oh, fuck. Both of you guys got your backs. So you look like a cat that was being attacked by a dog. We're like, oh, no. Linden never backed away from a fight. 94. Huh, huh, huh. I mean, I don't need a Trevor Linden-like player to fight. I don't need any player to fight, really. I can't be disappointed in any player who's like, oh, this is dumb. I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, but there's no way that Lyndon was smart enough to think that, especially <laughs> not in, like, 1996 when no one gave a fuck about concussions. <laughs> Seeing stars again, boys. Yeah, because we're playing Minnesota next week. Get the fuck out there. <laughs> anyway, this is the Canucks put the entire town hall up on YouTube. Yeah. All credit to them. They didn't edit it at all. Yeah. Which is surprising. Yeah. Um. But there's there's comments, I guess, uh, on on YouTube as as there are. I mean, of course, you can, you can comment on YouTube. And, yes. And uh, when Ryan's question came up, uh, he uh, he sent me this. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it. Anyway, it was uh, a, a comment about Ryan being like, "Oh, who's this mouth breather asking about Zach Cassie?" <laughs> I think and it I was can confirm that he is not a mouth breather. He he breathed out his nose most of the night. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> That's very important to know. Yeah, no. Uh, well, <laughs> is, this, is the segment over? I, I think this is still subtweets. Is it? Basically. Well, we can play that the theme song segment. again, and I'll, I'll just... Uh, that yeah. was a good we, can, we can end the theme song. That was sure. a great segment. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Not that I'm going to like say part of the theme song live. Yeah, it's already no, been recorded. You're just ready to hear it I'm again. I'm ready to hear it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. That was a good segment. Though. Me too. Yeah. The segment Sub-tweet. is over. 
Oh, well, sorry. It has to be different. On my that. bad. I thought we were doing it together. That oh. was my. Oh, uh, well. Or I mean, sorry. I th- you you were two were the in other... the studio together. Yeah, we, yeah. When we were in we the just studio, kept it. Yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. more natural. Yeah, it just felt a real original. Wow. Like a, we had a like a Backstreet Boys type chemistry going on there. We just wanted to keep that live, that four live off the feel, floor, that know? live feel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It feels like recorded off the floor. You know, back to the spirit of of Subtweet City. Uh, you are a very cool guy with things going on, Stefan, and definitely not the kind of person who walks into every bar and says, I bet half the people in here follow me on Twitter, when you only have like maybe 2,500 followers. Hey, listen, it's a great way to avoid getting in a fight in a bar in Delta is to tell the guy when he's about to punch you in the face, you probably follow me on Twitter. <laughs> It's a good. I don't, I've just heard. I've heard that. Uh, but speaking of uh, trying to dodge punches and fights that maybe aren't real. <laughs> yeah, that's a loose but tight. Loose. That was like a loose but tight segue. <laughs> it's like a go good segue, but it was loose. You know what I mean? Into our clip of <laughs> the week. Nice. It was like the segue where the guy, the inventor of the segue, drove it off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, it was that segue. It was that segue. Yeah, where you're like, that invention looks pretty cool. Oh, but it's also he off just cliff. died. Yeah. <laughs> I took a Segway golfing once. It was super fun. What, instead of like a golf cart? Yeah. So you just like you strap your golf clubs to the side of the Segway and then you just go. We did it. Brooke and I did it in Phoenix. It was great. So you found a way to make golf look even stupider. Yeah. That's, uh, you know what? Well, I'll be, to be honest, Brooke makes golf look good. Okay. Because she yeah. does the little golf outfit thing and it's, you know, it's good. Well, I, you, I make golf look bad. I, you know, I've got my little inner tube here around the middle that doesn't look good in well i don't look good in golf shirt. shirts and i, I yeah. have a terrible swing too and yeah 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 exactly Sorry, Justin, we had a that's okay uh, up. there's been one story that has just gripped the entire internet this week all week long oh we really fucked your segue because then you just had to start talking about a cold and it sounded people were like oh what was he talking about again <laughs> we forget that really loose segue we went off on a tangent about <laughs> literal segues <laughs> Uh, and that is, of course, uh, the trial of Hulk Hogan. Yes. And we've talked about Hulk's uh, exploits on this program in the past. Yes. I do recommend uh, listeners who might be a little more newer to the program mm. might want to go back and listen to episode four, uh, Panamania Running Wild. Oh, was that when we talked about it? That was the Pan Am Games and Hulk Hogan being a racist. Right. Makes that was sense. a great episode. That was really, a great really episode. Was. Yeah. We've done a lot of these, and I don't remember many of them. I do remember that one. So. Well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speak for yourself. I remember every single minute of all of them. Well, yeah, it's because you never drink. You that's have true. Never I've always lost sober. a brain cell that's in right. your life. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I almost feel like sometimes I have too many cells up here. You know what I mean? Like, just if there was a way to kill them off without drinking, would be smart. Actually, maybe I should play hockey and get in a few fights. <laughs> that really help me out. Uh, but our clip of the week this week comes to us from the Hulk Hogan trial. Uh, where he is currently trying to uh, argue that his personal rights were infringed when Gawker published a portion of his sex tape. And uh, as part of this trial, they have to establish a delineation between Hulk Hogan, the public figure, and Terry Bollea, uh, the human private person who is only seen in the confines of the Hulkster's own home. And uh, you might wonder, what kind of differences are there between Terry and Hulk? And Hulk... Got right into it in our clip of the week. Okay. Did you hear the discussion about the length of your penis? Did you hear? Yeah, that? I heard. I heard a lot of it. I don't know if I heard the whole thing because I couldn't understand everything, but I did hear numbers talked. I heard two thirds, and I compared it to hands and feet and figured it out. I heard okay. that part. 
Do you, let me ask you this, just let's see if we can simplify this. Do you have any doubt as you sit in that witness stand today that you were discussing the length of your penis on Bubba's radio program? Any doubt? Well, it's not mine because mine isn't that size, but we were discussing the length of Hulk Hogan's. Seriously? So. You, you no, seriously, I do, I do not have a 10-inch penis. No, I do not. Okay. Seriously. Fair enough. So what you're telling us is you were discussing Believe Hulk that. Hogan's penis, right? Excuse me? You were discussing Hulk Hogan's penis. Yeah, because Terry Belay's penis is not 10 inches like you're trying to say. All right. Now, I take it when that discussion was being had over the radio in this community, you didn't think that that was invasive of your privacy, right? My privacy? Yes. Terry Bollea? Or Hulk Hogan. We've talked about Hulk Hogan several times. I, I need to get make you understand this, that Hulk Hogan gave up his privacy the moment he walked out his front door, became a celebrity in anonymity. Right. And so I don't like talking about Hulk Hogan's penis, but I, I've already tried to explain to you, I gave up my right as Hulk Hogan to have Hulk Hogan have any privacy. I don't, know, I don't know how much clearer I can make that to you. All right. I'll do whatever I can to help you, but I just don't know whatever else to say to make you understand that. I think that's quite enough yeah. of that. Well, the thing is, his penis is pretty big. <laughs> did, did he specify how big Terry Bollea's penis is? Well, no, but I mean, it, the sex tape. Oh, you've so seen it, the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, I was just watching it while we were listening to that clip. Sorry, that's, I thought we were. I thought we were going to watch it. Oh, it's like a thermos. Know, just kind of get <laughs> inspired by you it. You thought the clip of the week would be the sex tape. Itself. Yeah, sorry, I, my bad. I didn't. I didn't. Did you guys play something else? The I sex thought we tape were, is like fifty nine <laughs> minutes long. Yeah, my no. I thought we were just all watching it. We could have just played like the entire sex. Oh, tape. weird. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, my bad, guys. I really, uh, I got that messed up. Um, I mean, it's a great. It's a great sex tape as far as everything about it 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 reminds me of like um of batman in a way (laughs) in that like when you watch like the christopher nolan batman movies it's like well like the batman voice that he does is a character and the bruce wayne persona that he puts on is also a character so really christian bale is playing three characters who are all facets of the same person who go by Bruce Wayne and also Batman, but there's like a third like calculated persona making these choices because when he says Terry Bollea in the third person also, it's very strange to me. Yeah, who's the third person then? Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Bulk Frogan. <laughs> I was going to say Hulk Hogan. Like I switched the letters of his... But they're the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Spoonerized it. But yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah. I, I kind of fucked that up. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like we are equipped to quite break down the severity of this trial. No, no definitely not. not at all. We're on a bunch of own. wieners. Well, I was just watching the sex tape, so I can't comment on anything at all. Which is great because we're not on our own anymore. We are joined now, live on the phone, uh, by a man very capable of, of dissecting all of this. You know him as Atmobute. He is a writer for the. The Guardian. He is a writer for Rolling Stone, and he is currently a guest on Real Good Show. Jeb Lund is here. Jeb, thank you for being here. Thank you. It's a, it's a delight to be here. I will uh, just jump in and say, um, in case anybody listening to this wants to completely disqualify all of my testimony, I was once employed by Gawker Media, so... <laughs> 
for a year, but they let so me go. So fuck them. <laughs> so you Perfect. were you were at one time a member of Nick Denton's liberal troll army. I was one of two people. It was, it was me and Drew McGarry were the only two people who weren't in the office. Uh, everybody else worked out of New York, and so actually, after AJ Delario, who was the editor in chief when the uh, the Hogan uh, video went up, after he left, um, his hires were were kind of like. You know, when our contracts were up, the the new editor said, "Well, we 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 liked what you were doing, but we don't think we really need to spend money on that." So, <laughs> the the two guys who were who were not in the office and kind of out of sight, out of mind, uh, were like, "Oh!" And that was me. And and Drew stopped doing stuff for Gawker. He just went back to being Deadspin only. Man, if I had a dime for every time someone told me they didn't want to give me money for something, I'd have more money than I currently have. <laughs> but I, I suppose that gives you a unique perspective, though, on Gawker's operations as this trial continues to unfold. Yeah, man, it is weird to be watching what amounts to, like, not national TV, but, like, this streaming file that everybody involved in publishing is watching and see all your coworkers on trial. <laughs> or not necessarily on trial but like i i i've seen like you know facebook videos of my old editor emma carmichael and then and that's the only time i've seen her face moving and not being like a still picture on facebook or or an avatar (laughs) so then i mean the second time in my life that i saw it and really saw it for like a prolonged period of time was on a video deposition (laughs) so you've watched a lot of the trial then you're pretty familiar uh, so far with what's happened this week? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, like I kind of uh, work has kind of gotten in the way, but I've had it in the background when I've been around the house. And I mean, it's weird because it's taking place like 40 miles from my house. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, but I do have um, a little quiz for you. I've got oh. three quotes here uh, from Hulk Hogan uh, while he was being uh, uh, examined, cross-examined. Uh, two of them are real and one of them is fake. And you're going to tell me which one is, uh, is fake. Or oh. you can tell me which two are real, either one. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, here's number one. Terry Bollea's penis is not 10 inches long. That's real. Uh, here's, the, here's the second one. Uh, I don't like talking about Hulk Hogan's penis. Uh, and and here's, here's the third one. What you're going to do, brother, when civil liability runs wild on you? <laughs> I, they're, they're all real. They're, yeah, they're all real. <laughs> He said the third one like five times. <laughs> <laughs> then he threw bandanas into the courtroom audience. He does have a formal bandana. That's my favorite part of this trial. Yeah, absolutely. That's his. It's a little known. His uh, his court bandana is the same as his funeral yeah, bandana. It's also, also the funeral bandana, which as a wrestler, uh, you really do need quite a, quite a lot more than you would think. Uh, but uh, Jeb, you were you're talking about the the publishing world watching this, uh, you know, with, with all kinds of interest. Just basically uh, talking about what is and is not permissible when it comes to uh, you know tabloid journalism, essentially, right? Yeah, I mean, in in. It's a question, I guess, now that anybody who does anybody who does tabloids, or especially celebrity-oriented journalism, they're going to have. If if Hogan wins this, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to do. Like, well, we saw this nip slip sort of thing because then you're getting into, uh, you know, every time you run a picture like that, you're going to have to parse whether that's in public interest and whether you can credibly establish like a chain of custody for this picture and that somebody had a right to give it to you. And I mean, I don't know, I'm not like the weird thing is I used to do legal videography actually in this area. And I probably 
sat in front of one with one of those attorneys in the trial or or you know know somebody in that courtroom because you know, going around these counties you just sort of see everybody eventually um and like i'm i'm so used to hearing a lot of the legalese that is being used in this trial but i don't have the faintest clue what it means like ultimately i you know or yeah sorry i'm just gonna babble <laughs> well that's, that's that's what the not, show is about that's great yeah. my understanding is that he's mad at gawker for the because they showed his sex tape on the website. That's my rudimentary understanding. Uh, you know, you that, may have that's something. Not, there. That's not legalese, but yeah. <laughs> well, basically, I don't. I, I'm not very familiar with the law at all, Jeb. But what I take it, uh, what I take out of what you just said is basically this trial is Hulk Hogan versus my right to see Emma Watson's nipples. Yeah, maybe, or you know, <laughs> you know, um, because I mean, nip slips. If they're out, then you know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like this is you know i just kind of feel like the guys who run mrskin.com are just sitting at home every day like white knuckling the table <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely or like uh egotastic.com or something like that well, they'll have to make the mr skin logo he'll, he'll be like frowning instead of doing the big smile you know yeah and he'll be censored every yeah. everything in the logo will be censored <laughs> Well, really, it seems like the trial is, is doing a little bit of good for the Hulkster because the more we talk about his uh, statements like uh, that he and Hulk Hogan have different sized penises uh, as a person, Terry Bollea, uh, the, the less we talk about the fact that, oh yeah, the newsworthy part of this tape was that Hulk Hogan is a massive racist. That is what we talked about last time we talked about Hulk Hogan, and that seems to just be completely forgotten this week, which is probably good for him. Well, yeah, Hulk Hogan is publicly racist, but Terry <laughs> Bollea does not have a single bad thing to say about those people he doesn't want dating his daughter. I'm Hulk's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> was that on the, that tape, or was that on... Because uh, I thought, and this is it's been a while, I thought that that was a radio interview that he'd done somewhere else. And that no, that was that was the the postcoital pillow talk on this tape. Oh, why the fuck would you talk about that afterward? <laughs> well, why why not? I mean, he was at his he was at his most vulnerable. He, you know, it's like we all say that you know the first like ten minutes after you have sex as a man, you, that's when you're the most vulnerable. And I guess that's really what gets him in his heart is uh, well. Is... And he just ate like a pig ten minutes. Ago. Yeah, now that's true. He'd too. Just eaten like forty dollars worth of sushi, so he <laughs> that's needed right, to yeah. get some things off his that's chest. That's right. He was sexing horribly, and he was full. <laughs> That's a lot to take in for Hulk Hogan. It seems like, though, the, the case that this gets tied into in public discussion is what also uh, you know, came down this week, the Aaron Andrews decision of her being uh, filmed in a hotel room uh, without her knowledge, obviously. Uh, and, and she was awarded $55 million this week as a result of that lawsuit. It would seem, though, that the parallel to that case would be Hulk Hogan essentially suing Bubba the Love Sponge because that would be the only person who could have released this tape you would think yeah but I, if and again like maybe maybe I, I got this wrong but her suit the 55 million is is remitted by the the hotel chain right i think it's half the hotel and half the guy who filmed it okay but yeah so yeah, right. you know their 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 liability there is not providing a safe enough space because, I mean, it's kind of absurd that that guy was just standing there with a camera on a reverse peephole for what amounted to, like, 10 minutes yeah, in yeah. the middle of a hallway and not a single security guy comes down. So I can kind of see where, the, 
where that happens. But I, I don't know, like maybe the, the two, the difference between the two is, you know, if you, you enter somebody's house, you no longer, you know, presume that you have a right to privacy when you're in their home. Well, especially a guy named Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah. Well, he, he thought he was his best friend. Yeah. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Bubba was a real cruel sponge that day. <laughs> That's kind of the saddest part of all of this, is that it really seems like Terry Bollea, and maybe Hulk Hogan also, just like has no friends in life at all. Which, uh, I mean, he probably had to step over a bunch of them to get to the top in the first place. Well, yeah, that's why, like, uh, you know, um, if you're a wrestling fan and you know anything about the Hulkster brother, um, you know, it's not surprising when he's like, well, you know, I, I still talk to, uh, I don't know, like, Brutus Beefcake or somebody, and, and that's that's it. Because he did, like, just he buried wrestler after wrestler after wrestler to stay relevant after, you know, both his hips were slowly turning to, like, powdered milk, right? And... <laughs> Yeah, like, of course these guys aren't going to get on the phone with him. And then, you know, he, he tries so hard to cultivate this image of being a, a celebrity. And in Tampa, there's not a huge celebrity culture, you know, in Tampa, Clearwater, Sarasota. So, you know, he kind of had to take what he could get. <laughs> you know, and he's not going to hang, you know, the, the generals at McDill Air Force Base who run CENTCOM aren't going to invite him over to, you know, talk about, like, <laughs> what the leg drop could do in, like, Ramadi. <laughs> and and like do you think he has a some sort of uh lifetime pass to bush gardens probably i mean he that's that's the that's the level of tampa celebrity i'm talking about <laughs> or like <laughs> if if they open a bonefish grill <laughs> like, on day one he has his picket tables <laughs> um no so like you know, I, that was so. One of my coworkers was trying to write about this, and they said, "Like, can we talk to you about Tampa culture?" And I, you know, I kind of like laughed for three or four minutes and put the phone down. <laughs> um, but they, they were saying, like, you know, why would he know this guy? And I was trying to explain, like, name a celebrity from here. You know, like most people, like all the celebrity things people know about from here are really, really bad things, like uh, Pee Wee Herman getting arrested for jerking off in Sarasota or the Scientology Center. One of my favorite restaurants in Sarasota was across the street from the porn theater where he was caught jerking off. And so we like family would come to town and, you know, like or my roommate's family would come to town. We'd take him out somewhere and we'd go to that place and they'd say like, this place is nice. And be like, you know, right across the street, Pee Wee Herman was arrested for jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said uh, he, he didn't really have too many options because of Tampa celebrity culture. I also feel like that's the reason why Hulk Hogan was involved with doing like pregame ceremonies for the Tampa Bay Lightning because they also did not have too many options when it came to Tampa celebrities. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the Lightning, actually, I was, I was working on an article about the Lightning uh, last year that I had to put aside um, because my editors wanted me to go cover more political stuff and I just sort of got away from it. But uh, they actually, I mean, just in the Lightning's defense, they have a really kind of cool... Um, social media and and like kind of promotional outreach people. So anytime there's somebody in town for like the Rays or the Buccaneers or any other kind of sporting event, or they find out through somebody's social media that they're going to be there, they ask them to come and be like the celebrity Twitterer for the day. And they get them in. They they you know have them kind of in the lower concourse where you can come meet them. Um, and it's it's pretty neat. Like actually, I was there one time when the Stanley Cup was visiting at the 10 year anniversary of the the Lightning winning it. 
And I was there with Jesse Spector of the Sporting News, who, who used to do their hockey coverage. And the funny thing was, like 30 people lined up to meet him, these diehard hockey fans. And I think <laughs> like three days before, they'd had a home game. And uh, it was at the same time that there was a, a home stand for the uh, the Rays versus the Orioles. And one of the Orioles outfielders was was there. And they said, you know, you come to, you know, section one, whatever, you know, 121 or something to meet this guy. And like five people showed up. <laughs> so like, so like <laughs> hockey fans are just that like crazily dedicated that they just went to see this guy who wrote articles. Yeah. <laughs> the line for Jesse Spector snaked around the block. Yeah. No, we were standing there and we we're like, you paid these people to show up, didn't you? Like, you don't know, they don't know what the fuck you are, do they? I mean, to be fair, not that many people care about Brady Anderson. So... <laughs> It was a few years removed from his 50 homer season <laughs> that people were like, ah, we're kind of over him. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I don't know if it's good or bad that that was the only Orioles outfielder I can think of. <laughs> to, to circle back to Hulk Hogan, though. Yeah, sorry. It, it's, it seems like he is almost presenting the case against himself in uh, making this distinction between Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea because... Couldn't Gawker just say, well, you know, Terry Bollea is a private person, but we were reporting on the Hulk Hogan sex tape and not Terry Bollea's. I think, you know, this is, this is the one weird thing that, that, that I think the Gawker attorneys are going to have the hardest time parsing and the hardest time conveying. Um, and, and weirdly, too, like, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that this, is, this case is being heard here because I don't know how you get an impartial jury because everybody knows who Hogan is here. Because he will go to any public event and, you know, you go to a Lightning game, you go to a Rays game, you go to a Bucks game, you go to the, the Storm, the, the uh, arena football, you know, guys. And as soon as the spotlight or the camera turns on him, he will tear his shirt off. He wears a tank top underneath so he can tear his shirt off. Like he knows that he's going to have to do it. The, and, and he's said so on, you know, on testimony. Like I know when I go out the door to get the mail, I am, you know, Hulk Hogan. So, like, it's weird that, that, you know, like, probably every judge and every attorney and, like, probably every juror knows who he is and it's still being heard here. But the, the thing that, like, the, the Gawker attorneys are going to have to do is go, look, this guy knows that he's always on and there's no difference anymore between the two. There is no longer, uh, you know, he whatever was Terry Bollea, kind of like Anakin Skywalker being consumed by Darth Vader is gone. Well, <laughs> here's here's the thing. Have we have we uh, ever seen those two in the same room? Terry Bollea and Hulk Hogan? <laughs> anyone, does anyone Only a you? tax attorney, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Mean Gene Okerlund caught them both uh, off guard one time backstage at a Superstars taping. But it's kind of weird, too, because he said, like, his good friend was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That he, was his only good friend. He, he didn't say, like, whatever Brutus's actual name was, right? Like, I feel like for a lot of those guys, the separation has just vanished over time. Yeah, like, if you read, uh, I don't know if anybody read, like, uh, Mick Foley's autobiography, um, Have a Nice Day. It's actually really, really yes. fun. But he talks about how he'd go talk to Dusty Rhodes, and he'd just call him Dream you know, for the American dream. Like it wasn't, he didn't call him Mr. Runnels. He didn't call him Virgil. He called him dream, you know, and everybody called him cactus. And, and like, and then when they had, um, Dusty's, uh, his obituary, the guy, the masked man in Grantland, he was writing about how Dusty like walked around his own house with a brace for like six weeks to convince his children that he had really injured his leg. <laughs> <laughs> 
I miss those days of wrestling, man. All these new guys are are, are weak as shit. Yeah. Well, I do want to say that uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake's real name is Edward Leslie. Oh, yeah. You'd go by so. Brutus, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it's kind of weird though for guys where like kayfabe just never stops. I think to also have to stop and explain what kayfabe actually is within a court of law. Yeah, that's been so weird is to see him having to explain these these wrestling terms that like they, they all come from carny speak, and it's just so obvious how carnyish that is when you have to say it to a judge. <laughs> you <know? laughs> somebody. Somebody was saying about the you know the the unsettling thing about when when they had um, my former editor John Cook on and he was t- they were asking like you know Mr. Cook so would you say uh, what is a fair, is it a fair characterization to say that you you consider uh, sending a picture of an uncircumcised penis through the Guardian Campfire app to be appropriate and he's like um, um, yes and <laughs> so all these people like you know <laughs> reminder never say any ironic shit in your emails ever again because uh, and in fact don't do it on twitter because could you imagine sitting in front of the judge and going actually your honor when i said that hitler was extremely cool (laughs) (laughs) i was actually joking you can tell by the winky face emoji i put after the sentence well that was ironic as well but and they're just tearing through gawker like group chats right now as part of like deposition essentially yeah yeah, and, and I don't know. I mean, that, that seems like if you could somehow take an audio recording of you talking with your coworkers at a bar and then have that be submitted in a court of law, that's kind of what it, it's like. Because I can't remember ever being in a Slack or a campfire that in, in, in a way that I thought was professional or really contributed to my job. It's just pretty much like the, I'm a journalist and I'm going to send a cat picture here, but it's journalism me if I do it through campfire or Slack, right? <laughs> Like this is an amazing video of a homeowner being rocked in the balls by his son's wiffle bat. (laughs) (laughs) All the kinds of things that you might one day have to testify about. Well, Your Honor, we we refer to these as fail vids. And, uh, (laughs) well, I mean, how it... Funny that you should mention it, but it does pertain to Marco Rubio in a way. <laughs> uh, objection, Your Honor. It's pronounced goatsy. <laughs> well, Jeb, uh, we, we, we won't take up too much more of your time, uh, right. but I do want to thank you for coming on the program to talk about Hulk Hogan with us because I'm sure it was uh, quite the relief from uh, spending your days writing about another man who's gotten lost in a character he started playing some decades ago, Mr. Donald Trump. It's, you know, it, as soon as you go orange, you don't go back. <laughs> <laughs> orange is the new black. <laughs> well, don't, don't tell Hogan that. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Balea's understood it for a while, yeah. but Hulk is still on the orange train. All right. You can find him on Twitter at Mobute, and uh, his writings are on Rolling Stone, The Guardian, elsewhere. Jeb, where can people find you? Uh, that That's it. You hit all of them. Uh, although, like I did, I, I last wrote some politics stuff for uh, Vice in, I think, uh, December of 2011, if you want to go back there. I'm sure it's, like, really <laughs> fucking good. Have they paid you for it yet? 
<laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, six months ago, nine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> finally got around. <laughs> that sounds it. about right. Yeah. yeah. I hear it takes several years to collect on your Vice freelance gigs. I still have not been paid. It's been uh, 18 months. <laughs> So uh, I'm just I'm hoping to get that two year money. I, actually, what it is, it's all part of my grand scheme to wait until the U.S. dollar hits its absolute maximum value in Canada, and then I'm going to put the squeeze on Vice. <laughs> what What you should do is why don't you write for them twice a week and never file um, any of your your invoices, and then just do that for about six seven years. And after the the whole rumored purchase from uh, News Corp falls through. You just do like a margin call on your paychecks, and you probably got like controlling stock interest at that point. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope to check in with you again as this trial rolls along. But, uh, Jeb, thank you so much for joining us here on Real Good Show. Thanks so much, Jeb. That was a treat. Thank you. Thanks, Jeb. Thanks. Well, that was great. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to having him back on. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. Uh, Forever I will refer to Jeb as not Jesse Farrar. <laughs> so it was overall good. That's how I group every guest that's on the show. And if they're in the NJF category, I, I love it. I like Jesse. I like so Jesse do too. I. This I is just part of a running bit. Yeah, I know. I don't know. You I guys know like... they made pies illegal? Did you hear this shit? <laughs> I feel we like... traded that bit, Stephanie. All right. yeah. <laughs> do it. I, I know that like it's a running gag online for you and all of your irony bros, Stefan, to like rag on Jesse. But I'm not part of that joke, which is why like when I make fun of him, like when I said that he looks like a cross between Leonard Malton and a ventriloquist dummy, like I think that's funny, but I also feel very bad about it because that's not my joke to be a part of. So, Jesse, if you're listening, which hopefully you are, I apologize. Yeah, irony is a culture, not a costume, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I feel no remorse. I, I, I really don't care. I, one of my favorite things in the world is to come into jokes late. So, uh, I am, uh, I'm 100% on board with everything I said, and I back it to the hilt. And if you ever want to get together, Jesse, sometime and watch the Hulk Hogan sex tape, I'm down, man. It's not like we're not friends. Like we're totally guys that could just get together and watch a tape. Let's do that for the town hall. Let's just let's oh, just get let's a projector the... set up at a bar. Yeah, and just watch the Hulk Hogan sex tape. Oh man, that'd be great. I would love that actually. The RGS town hall. The only time we will ever be allowed to gather in public. <laughs> hey, listen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, it's a one and done, and that's all right. But we will go from the world of fake fighting to the world of. Real, but also sort of staged in some ways fights also. Uh, in the UFC, there was a very massive UFC card last weekend. Uh, it feels like it's it's might be a little bit dated to talk about this by now. But, uh, John, you're a fight fan. Sure. So I would imagine you have some hot takes on uh, Conor McGregor suffering a loss at the hands of Nate Diaz. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty uh, crazy fight. I think that Conor just... It was kind of a win-win for Connor because if he won, then it like contributed to his legend as like Mystic Mac and all this stuff. But if he lost, like no one ever fights at the weight they walk around at. Aside from like unless you're really small, like Frankie Edgar kind of fights, but he's like 145. Like that's just he just happens to be like five foot six. So he can't walk around he can't cut weight, really. But for guys to fight at the weight they walk around at two weight classes above the one they normally fight at is pretty crazy. So um, I thought that uh, he was kind of a, a menace for taking the fight in the first place. 
and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was entertaining. I'm not a huge Diaz brothers fan. Uh, like a lot of people seem to be. I mean, I think they're, I think it's kind of funny how stupid they are. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm not a huge fan. I wanted to see Connor win, but but it was a good fight, and I loved how humble he was after the loss. He yeah. was just kind of like, yeah, I deserve to lose. Yeah. I'll wear the loss. It is what it is. I do have a quote here from uh, our, my friend uh, Felix Swarthy Villain. Okay. You, you guys know him. Yeah. He's a big MMA guy. And he, he told me, uh, I hope Nate wins. I love Connor, but so do all those like a boss suit guys. <laughs> Which I think is like pretty spot on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Uh, I don't, Connor's kind of like a polarizing figure within MMA, though, because like I felt like going into this fight, it was kind of like uh, like heel on heel sort of thing, uh, like two villains overall. But so many people do love Connor McGregor also, just for being the cocky, over the top character that he is, and for making them money. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, no one liked that fight more than Nate Diaz. It didn't matter if he won or lost. I mean, that's the most money he'll ever make. <laughs> Until the rematch. But, you know... The, I don't think there'll be a rematch. The one person who's probably losing their mind is, of course, uh, Dana White. Because yeah. he's trying to put together this UFC 200, like, WrestleMania of, of UFC, like, supercard, yeah. That's basically. like this summer, I guess, right? Yeah, That'd July. Be, yeah. yeah. July 9th. And, and he's losing a lot of his top draws. The Rousey loss to Holly Holm didn't help him with that card at all. Uh, of course... McGregor suffering his first loss doesn't help him with that, and then the it other wasn't big his first fight, loss, but uh, well, first loss in the UFC. Yeah, yeah first loss in the UFC uh, doesn't help him put that card together. And of course, uh, the other big fight on that card was Holly Holm dropping the title in her first defense to Misha Tate, which doesn't really help him either. Yeah, it puts him in a weird situation because Rousey completely dominated Tate both times they fought, uh, and Holm completely dominated Rousey. And then Holm was probably going to win the fight if it made it to a decision yeah. against Tate, but uh, but she lost to Tate. Well, so it's like it's rock, weird... paper, scissors. Exactly. It's oh, you were, so were you about to say that? No. Yeah, I was going to say oh, it's like fuck, a, I'm it's sorry. A, don't even worry it's, about it. It's like a title flow chart, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think all three of them. Let's see a three way first time <laughs> triple in, uh, threat. Yeah, triple threat UFC match. Just let it go. And did you guys see that that really like frightening video on Facebook of that like Russian fight league that started where it's oh like, the multi- yeah like, yeah like, it was like, like ten on six, ten or, yeah, or yeah. six on six or something like that. And yeah, it's it was, fucking insane. It was yeah, it's insane. like a hooligan fight league. Have you seen it, yeah, Justin? I think I have seen. Well, it's not. That, it's not yeah. even like hooligan, or maybe it's called that. But it it looks like a professional it's like a gang war. Yeah, but it looks like a professional. Like they're all wearing gloves and and like ring appropriate wear, and then the referees job is just to drag them off of it's the called, mat. It's called TFC Team, Team Fighting, Fighting Championship. Championship. And the logo is five guys covered in blood. Yeah, it's... Dude, this shit... Like, I, it honestly made me sick to my stomach to watch it. Like, it was so bad. Like, it of course so it's gross. in Russia. Yeah, it was really, We're, we're really watching good. it right now in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, it is unbelievable. I couldn't... Like, because you can just have, like, three guys just start beating on you for no reason. Yeah, every time one guy starts to get the upper hand, someone else steps in, essentially. Yeah, it's it maybe is, the most Russian thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so brutal. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's just refs. All, oh, and I like... The ropes are hold up, held up by stacks of tires. <laughs> And then, yeah, the refs are just there to pull the unconscious people out of the ring. So There's yeah. like three guys wailing on this one guy. Yeah. So it's like the Survivor <laughs> Series of UFC. Except it's like real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's the official sport of real control. <laughs> oh, man. Like, that just makes me sick to my stomach watching those two guys just beat on that one. Oh, yeah, he's being man. like held down, yeah. too. Like. Ugh. 
But of Ugh. course, George St. Pierre was also in the audience, like front row. Yeah, there's just, just happened to have front row tickets. There's also uh, to watch McGregor versus Nate Diaz. His trainer's been like tweeting, uh, and it sounds like it, that's a possible fight for UFC 200 is GSP against Nate Diaz. Against Nate Diaz. Yeah, because Diaz is a good. Oh yeah, he wouldn't fight McGregor. Because uh, it seemed like that was what perhaps they could be leaning towards. I mean, McGregor's just not big enough. Dana like, White was like fervently denying he's definitely not here for that fight. Yeah, no, I don't think says so. like, oh, maybe he is. <laughs> no, no, because GSP fights even a weight class above. Oh, yeah. Like, well, they, they and McGregor was already two classes what, up. Yeah, McGregor right? was yeah. two up. Well, no, I guess the, I think they fought at 170, which yeah. is welterweight. So yeah. that is GSP's class, but I just, like, GSP walks around at, like, 200, 195, and yeah. cuts to 170. Yeah. Like, he makes an even bigger cut than Nate Diaz does. So to, uh, it would just be, he would just destroy Connor, I think. I don't I think yeah, there it was more that Nate Diaz is a would be a good break in fight for GSP because Robbie Lawler looks really good right now and he looks like a really bad matchup for GSP because uh, he's got that punching power that GSP always struggled against guys who could possibly end the fight in one punch. He has a great chin, but he just you know guys that were maybe a little more technical. GSP was always better than they were, but his his toughest fights were Carlos Condit, Johnny Hendricks, guys that could strike really well so nate diaz uh is a good way i think if gsp just came back and fought lawler he'd lose lawler probably has the most power of any welterweight ever um so yeah so i think it might be a good fight for him to get back into it nate's not that good my favorite thing about the fight was uh they kept promoting like ufc 2 for uh ea sports yes and the cover athletes are conor mcgregor and ronda rousey (laughs) yeah the uh, the UFC two yeah. cover with the crying Jordan faces on both of them yeah. was pretty <laughs> it was solid, tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the EA Sports cover curse just continues, I suppose. Oh no, yeah. kidding. no I mean you're a fighter, you're gonna lose. The game hasn't point. even come out yet, though, either. <laughs> well, it was especially because uh, Conor McGregor won to be on the cover. Yeah, like his fight versus Jose Aldo was to be on the cover with Ronda Rousey. That was the so. stipulation of the match. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, whoever won got to be on the cover. So Connor won that fight and then got to be on the cover. And then, yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, we can move on from the UFC. We can, yeah. And, and do something that we haven't done in quite a while. We checked in, of course, earlier on uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, but it's now time to check in on another uh, leathery orange man. <laughs> well, not Donald Trump, but uh, he's certainly leathery. He yells a lot, too. Yeah, he does indeed. That's right, baby. It's time for the T-T-T-Taffer Tracker. He's just a common man. You get a $10 raise per hour if you throw your own employee through a glass window. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend this? Shit, if you yell at my wife? You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation, and I have to protect it. And you will destroy it. I'm leaving. I am not rescuing your bar. And Stefan, what kind of wacky adventures has John Taffer gotten himself into? Well, we got a couple things here. First of all, I'd like to congratulate Mr. Taffer for uh, the 100th episode of Bar Rescue. Major milestone. Major, major milestone. Uh, as you know, we're all huge fans of Bar Rescue. Here. Well, John, have you watched a full episode yet? No. Well, okay. 
two out of three of us are huge fans of Arrested. Considering the season that I watched only had ten episodes in it, it's impressive. That's like ten seasons. Yeah, and I feel like the show has not been on for ten. Well, I think years. some of the seasons have been longer. Okay. Yeah, I think he's on the sixth or seventh season right now. Regardless. Uh, so that's that's one big thing. It's a for lot the of bars that he has saved from uh, the death of the bars <laughs> the other thing is and and as you know how i find stuff for the taffer trackers i type in john taffer into google news yes uh and here's the headline bar rescue host john taffer reveals vendetta that drove his tv success uh taffer told the vendetta, rap vendetta. taffer told the rap that a friend of his who used to run tv for paramount handed him a hard pass in the original pilot pitch john you will never fucking be on television taffer recalled the guy saying so it became a vendetta to me. So all of John's success is is just directed towards this one person who fucked him over once. Yeah. Which I love. And that's like the most John right. Taffer thing ever. Yeah. I mean, the guy probably wasn't wrong either. Or shouldn't have been wrong anyways. Well, it's a fantastic show. Let's, let's not say things we can't take back here, Justin. <laughs> yeah, a, it's in record. It's a, it's, it's it been is recorded. a great show, but it's also very formulaic. Like, Stefan, I think you could probably host the show, and it wouldn't lose much of anything. It's the before and after reveals that people are really coming for. No, the it's, it's, taf- it's Taffer screaming. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, no. you could yell, too. <laughs> no, you? but uh, listen to me. Listen to my voice. <laughs> are you hearing it right now? I'm, going, you, th- I'm going through. What, you, what is this restaurant? What are you guys doing yeah, back I'm here? I'm going through puberty, too. Here. Yeah, exactly. you, I'll throw your wife through a play glass window. <laughs> you're you're going to give everybody salmonella. No, Bar Rescue without Taffer <laughs> is like a peanut butter sandwich without a sandwich, I guess, or peanut Shut butter. Shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that was a terrible metaphor. Uh, the yeah, third it was part, really bad. That was really bad. Yeah. The third part of the Taffer Tracker, uh, and this is an article that you sent to me, Justin. Yes. Uh, would you? Do you have it up on your... I do, yes. Okay, uh, if, if you'd like to take over yeah, on this part. Uh, John this is hilarious. was in conversation with New York Times Magazine, yep. which why wouldn't he be, in an article titled, John Taffer Sees Shakespeare in Reality Television. Here's the question. A story about you in Vice magazine mentions a time at one of your bars when a robot descended from the ceiling and danced with female customers. It apparently moved you to tears. To which John replied, It was a nightclub called Pulsations that opened in 1983. It had a spaceship that flew into the room and deposited a robot on the dance floor. It was the greatest nightclub ever built, and it was quite an experience to see this robot come out. It was the closest to a religious experience that I've seen without it being religious. You said that it was one of two times you've ever cried in a bar. What was the other time? The other time I cried in a bar was at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. A band performed a song, and it was just so remarkable that it brought tears to my eyes. That band was The Knack, <laughs> and the song was My Sharona. <laughs> How is that even possible? <laughs> I mean, when we all think classic songs that bring people to tears, we my think Sharona. M- m- my Sharona. <laughs> One of my favorite tweets of all time is, is uh, I forget who it was, but he was like, the North Korean national anthem is just North Korea to the tune of my Sharona. <laughs> North Korea. Ooh, my little hungry sieves, hungry sieves. What you gonna do in your North Korea? This has been the Tapper Tracker. I'm gone. Good night.
Ooh, you wanna build a bomb, build a bomb. Ooh, you wanna blow it up, North Korea. Uh, it was, that was nice. It was good to return to our roots yeah. for a little while there. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, not much Taffer-related stuff has been going on, yeah. to be fair. That's true. We're not going to, like, force a bit here on Real Good Show. I mean, we just said we it's been a while that. without doing the stained thing. So oh, sometimes we do let them pass. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Since North Korea. But we will go from there into uh, the audience participation segment. Yes, that's right. It is time for the Twitter mailbag. It's letter time. It's letter time. Next question. Just before we get into the mailbag, I would like to uh, remind everybody that this week's mailbag is brought to you by the French seat geek, Chaise Ballot. (laughs) Enter promo code TREBON. Vraiment bien. Vraiment bien pour le rebat de 20 dollars. Chaise Ballot. Do we have anything good in the uh, mailbag? Oh, I, I this forgot week? to ask until you said that. So That's I okay. just asked right now, three seconds ago from at former child, how fucking horrible was Bryant Reeves? Okay, no more sports questions. Wow, <laughs> they're, 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 I hope they they got blocked or fired <laughs> into the sun. We got to follow up on a very old topic from the program this morning. Uh, came to us from at Ogie Octothorpe. Nick said, "Here's an update." On the chive-flagged pizza place from RGS's early days. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Remember there was a pizza dilemma? Yeah, back in our oh, days right. where we talked about the chive, yeah, they had the best uh, pizza, but yeah. they had a chive flag yeah. in the, in the so door. They Keep didn't calm know if and they could on. support This was Hannah Conda and her boyfriend, yeah. if, I'm yeah. for, if I'm correct. Yeah, right. And so he, Nick wrote in and said, uh, the, f- the flag is gone, but... And he has included a photo... Of a neon sign that says, keep calm and chive on. They upgraded the flag. He says, the pizza and wings are still good, though, so Hannah and I still begrudgingly order there more often than we should. And I just asked to clarify from the photo if it was a neon sign, and he said, it is. I've never seen anything like it. See, the thing about the flag is that when it was dark, you couldn't see it. Right. Yes. And so they've they've somehow made it worse. Yeah, because now, now it can be seen at all hours yeah. of the day. I think because last time we were asked to provide a ruling, uh, it was just like I, I think we said don't go back. No, we? we said you could go. I believe. Was Didn't the, we say you have to tear on the flag or something? Ask them to remove it. Right. Yeah. But, say I, but it, if it's just good, tell pizza, them that it bothers you. Yeah. Wow. Which that we may have sparked this arms race. <laughs> yeah. So I think the only. Uh, I think the only thing is, I, I think from now on, you ha- you cannot eat there unless the pizza and wings are served on a naked girl's breasts. <laughs> and then in which case, you're just going with the flow. It's obviously a chive-themed pizza restaurant. When in chive, do as the chivists Real do. good show. Keep calm and chive on. Keep calm and chive on. They have not paid friends. for this plug. I refuse yeah. to endorse With your it. friends at SeatGeek. <laughs> yes. This is from at Curbs Lurb. Okay. And he asks, did you see LeBron James' penis that one time? And yes, I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you, you not, remember you not the seen camera it? angle? It was during the NBA finals. Well, he last he year. was like adjusting his shorts, and then the camera was like high angle. And he pulled out his compression down his shorts. No, it wasn't even high angle. It was like just directly at him. And I he, think he was kind of up top. No, he was just like on camera, uh, and he just yanked his shorts down really quick. Hmm. Do you well, want me? To, I'll look it up for you right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look it did up. Did Gawker publish that video? I believe Deadspin <laughs> did, but Gawker Media. LeBron James penis. That's exactly what I searched. <laughs> Flashes penis accidentally. Okay, here we go. Oh, I'm not. I'm on Hollywood life. Like, it's not impressive. It's no Hulk Hogan. Or, well, sorry, that's Terry why he Blair. got married early. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, well, I better do something about this. <laughs> well, well, we're... He's, he was spotted, like, looking at directly at the camera. And being Although like, using... I feel like a fucking pig right now. <laughs> <laughs> using your mom's theory, he would have a big penis. You'd think so, but I, I mean, I guess it was it was a very quick glance at it. It's not like he pulled it out and was like oh, whacking at all. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but you do full on see his penis. You do definitely see his penis. Yeah. Flaccid penises are just nothing I'd like to be associated with. Well, that's the with. thing as well, right? Like, it's just tough. Yeah. Speaking of follow-ups, we have another follow-up yeah. that we haven't talked about yeah, this, this week. Yeah, another callback from an old episode. Yeah, last night. Our friend uh, at beef underscore target, formerly known yes. as rat turd piss. <laughs> Uh, great name. Yeah, great name. <laughs> Sorry, rat turd slash piss. Slash piss, yeah. Very, <laughs> very important, important to, uh, to get the slash in there like Cordell Stewart. Yeah, last night was the Arkells show in uh, Los Angeles. Yep. And, He's a Kings fan. And rat turd was at the show, yeah. and he made good on his promise. He, he spoke to Max Kerman after the show and uh, talked to him about how great they were uh, in concert. And then I think they also talked about how great we were as a podcast also. There you Sounds go. like it. And, and Max, uh, to his credit, did remember Rat Turd slash Piss <laughs> when they met. So. Well, he did invite him to come that's true. speak to him. Yeah, that's true. I don't think he's put the invite out to too many other Rat Turds. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you to Rat Turd slash Piss, uh, who I believe now goes by like Filipino Duncan Keith. Uh, uh, I believe Pen- is Penay or uh, Pinoy yeah. Duncan, Pinoy, Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinoy Duncan yeah. Keith. Yeah. So Filipino Duncan Keith. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Uh, so thank you, Rat Turd slash Piss. And uh, have to say, better looking and better dressed than I thought a guy named Rat Turd slash Piss <laughs> would be. I'll be fully honest with you. So good for you, sir. Uh, we got one from Verviticus. Really? Yeah. And uh, he asks, which sport has the most room to incorporate over the top gratuitous violence and how much before people will get mad? And then he has a follow-up tweet to this where he says, if you don't do this question, I will be really mad unless you did it on a previous episode and I forgot, in which case you can be mad at me. I don't believe we've done this before. I think the obvious answer to this question is biathlon. They could just start shooting each other. Yeah. And are we okay with that? And I say the answer to that is yes. I was going to say ice skating. My answer was right. Yeah. No, biathlon is probably the one. Yeah. Figure skating. Uh, like the Tanya Hardy thing is like the best thing in figure skating history. Yeah, but I guess yeah. pe- people did get mad about that. But that should, but yeah, and that's that was like off that, like, the. Yeah, took people place were pretty mad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it would be great though if figure skating they like also wore skates on their hands and tried to like slice at each other. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Where like they so get would pretty they be bloody pretty? Fast. Yeah, would they be like against someone then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put yeah. the teams yeah. out. There's figure same skating. Time. Would be, right. Okay. Yeah. Speed yeah. skating with like actual violence, like if they had sticks or something. Yeah, they could just wail or, tr- or trip. Like you're going yeah. so fast. If you could just kind of just be like, Boop, and yeah. like stick your stick in the person's skate. Well, yeah. t- on on the on the same note, uh, like Tour de France, like bike racing. Yeah, true. like in a spy movie where you press a button on the car and like a spike comes yeah, out exactly. of your tires. Yeah, that you can 
drive into the other guy's tires. Yeah, or like those old like chariot races when they've got like exactly the exactly yeah. those things. Yeah. whatever mm-hmm. they're called, mm-hmm. little yeah. metal chariot spikes, spikes on the edge Spurs. of your chariot spikes yeah. tire. That's the term. Yeah, I mean you could add those to all sorts of vehicular sports. Anyway, yeah, I'm I, I still pose the question: if you can name one biathlon athlete. Other than Miriam Bedard, the famous Canadian biathlete. Is she really famous? I couldn't name her. No. Okay. So there you go. So no one can name them. Uh, so I got one. They... Cornelius Biathlon, the <sighs> inventor of the biathlon. Okay. That's cheating because yeah. he's the inventor. <laughs> but um, but that's the thing is no one knows who the biathletes are. So they might as well start killing each other and then they might achieve some notoriety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say horse racing as well. Like if they just but shot that would the be, horse. That would be where the violence crosses the line. Well, like the, all the, if, if people died, people would be okay with it. But if yeah, horses, horses died, died yeah. then it'd be like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Well, here? it would kind of be a good way, like in the, like it would be a good way to illustrate the cruelties of horse racing. Like you might as well shoot them during the race as opposed to well, after. No, I was going to say after. <laughs> like, no, it, it's, it's when all the losing horses get shot. Yeah, exactly. They get lined up and shot. Yeah, but that's kind of how it happens anyway. But I'm saying if it happened like live right. and you saw it happen. Right. Because uh, horses are just like worse dogs. Mm. Right? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, they have hoofs. I don't know. The, the People love I, horses. Yeah, They're a lot more transportation friendly than dogs. Oh, sorry. All the good animals have paws. They don't have hard rocks <laughs> on the end of their legs. Well, they're... Well, Rocks is it's a rock. Well, that's you know. Let's 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 be scientific here. Let's be honest. Horses have rocks on the end of their legs. That's my understanding. You're not gonna convince me otherwise. Okay. Well, they don't. Those are just rocks. Mm, okay. It's a rock. Yeah. It's like a big They're, rock. I don't even know. I guess is it made of glue? <laughs> I don't know what they're actually made of. No, it's a I rock. Know, I know a hoof is called an unguent, but I don't know what the well, what like they're actually made of. Is it cartilage? Dense, like fingernail, right? Oh, yeah. But fingernails are rocks okay. too. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> Ungu- I think it's like... No, it is. It's like keratin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Nancy keratin. <laughs> Throwing it back Jesus to the Tanya Harding thing. This one comes to us from... She got uh, nailed. I think this is Real Good <laughs> Joe. Oh, my God. Former review review participant, Real Good oh Joe. Joe Boot gosh. at Wilson80 writes, If Goose Gossage was in his prime right now, would he survive in today's game? And this is in reference to uh, former Major League Baseball player Goose Gossage, who recently went off on Jose Batista, calling him a fucking disgrace. Um, and this, yeah, basically, I don't, there was definitely a large element of racism to his comments. But the number one thing that I think we can all agree on here is that your name is Goose. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. And that was the famous Justin Goose rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe to say, Gossage just got goosed <laughs> here at Real Good Show, where we don't duck anybody. He just got taken down. down. Yes. Nice. Yes. Ah, we said the same word at the same time. I love that it. never okay, happens. Okay. So here, this is the. I'm going to just show you the famous Jose Bautista skip home run. Where he hits the home run off of Darren O'Day and then skips down the base path. Well, because didn't O'Day throw at him? Oh no, that was the big that was the big bat flip. But the, he did the one. The skip one's hilarious. The skip one is awesome. So to me, I think to answer the question is uh, if Goose Gossage were to be playing in today's MLB, uh, then Jose Bautista would hit a home run off of him and then skip to first with his penis out. <laughs> Uh, we got a question here from uh, Mitch Pollock. Oh. And this is kind of more for you guys. It was to my account. Okay. But, okay. Uh, it's down to the last two picks for your dodgeball game. Max and you into the last two. Yeah. Who do you pick and why? 
I didn't actually meet them, so. Uh, oh, that's so hard. Who do I pick? Yeah. Well, who's, uh, who's more likely to be listening to this episode? For uh, well, neither. Max, Max said he subscribed to the show. Okay. We didn't you get should, that you, confirmation from Ewan. You should pick Max then, just to be safe. And he, well, yeah, it was also it was a very emotional moment for me. I <laughs> want to be on his team, I think. But <laughs> Ewan was such a cool, nice guy also. Like, I just think that Ewan would be a better dodgeball player. No offense to Max, but I think Ewan would be a little bit more Was it dodgeball? What was the sport? Dodgeball. Yeah, dodgeball. dodgeball. Sport. I think Ewan would be a better dodgeball player. He played, he played varsity-level sports. True. He's a pretty big dude, and he also doesn't give a shit about anything. Whereas yeah. I think Max would be like, hit someone and then be like, Oh no, I hit him and he's hurt now. Are you okay? Someone call a doctor, doctor. Yeah, and I think if Ewan demonstrated one thing on our program, it's that he really doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. He'd hit some guy and prove me wrong, England. So I'm taking Ewan over Max, but I do love both of them. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to do the same, but it's it pains me to make that choice. It was a real... Sophie's choice. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. <laughs> uh, Connor... Oh, sorry, we could pick Sophie. In that case, I choose <laughs> Sophie B. Hawkins of Light Rock Lilith Fair fame. What song did she sing, Sophie B. Hawkins? That was a pretty famous one. I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. I've definitely heard it a million times. Sophie B. Damn, I wish I was yes. your lover. Damn, I wish I was your lover. Even in the fucking That's the song that closes this episode. I've just never even heard this song. No, you've, you've, you've heard it. 100% you've 100% heard, sure heard it. Okay. Come on. You dog. haven't heard that version. Yeah. Well, no one should or has. Uh, Con- Connor Nealon yeah. asks, which sport that doesn't currently have its own video game would make the best sports video game? Uh, well, I think the obvious answer is the team championship fighting. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean in a lot of ways, does have its own video game. Yeah. It's pretty much every action video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's Double Dragon, Contra. Streets of Rage. Yeah, River City Ransom. Well, it's basically just like the WWE video game. Because in, in that video game, you're actually hitting the other yeah, that's person. True. Yeah, that's true. That's true. true. Yeah. Um, I was going to say curling, but there is already a curling video game. Well, we could kind uh, of like... Ex- oh, yeah, there's We lots. could expand the question and say... Which Not s- curling specific, but it'll be like a part... Of, like yeah. Mario like and Wii Sonic. Game. Yeah. 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 Mario which, and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Which sport should have a good video game? Because rugby has a video game. Yeah, but and it's so it bad. I would love a good The rugby best rugby video, video game. game was Rugby 06. Right. I don't know if you ever played that. No. EA Rugby 06. It was a classic. Yeah, I heard that. I would love a good rugby game as well. I've thought that for a, a while. A good lacrosse game would be fun as well. Like yeah. there are lacrosse games that are apparently not that good. Yeah. Um, which there is hard are, to do with like the There are no dedicated money. curling games for the computer, but honestly, I don't know how you could make curling like really, really fun as a video game. Well, it's probably so. just like a shuffleboard video game that they made like an ice skin for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of video games, question comes from Jot Scotton who asks, Rocket League basketball is on its way. If you're in charge of psionics, what mode is next on the drawing board? In terms of what sport would you like to get the Rocket League treatment? Ah. Well, they've already done like a hockey version. Yeah. <sighs> I'm wondering Basketball. If, yeah, like some sort of like crazy. flying car basketball. Oh, that sounds you know? dope. No, that's what they are doing. Oh, yeah. they are they are yeah, doing basketball, basketball is up next. That was what is. That's I what didn't said. know that. Really? Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay, I was looking at a picture of Bartolo Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> I was still watching the Hulk Hogan sex tape. I'm 46 minutes in. <laughs> no, I like I, I I wasn't joking. Like. No, I believed you 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. Yeah. No, there was no way that that was. I didn't believe you there. Uh, what sport? Honestly, 
uh, you have to think that uh, Rocket League tennis would be pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, or bowling. Oh yeah, what about bowling? Just yeah, smashing bowling the car bowling. into like a pin, I guess, or I don't know. Yeah, how they it teased basketball mode. This just came out 14 hours ago. Uh, is apparently trading the pitch for the court. Uh, they they tweeted a teaser image last night hinting a Rocket League hoops mode is in the works just in time for the NCAA college basketball tournament. Uh, I think the answer, though, is the same sport that you guys picked. It looks the like that question. you have to toss the ball into a basket instead of hit it into a net. Rocket League rugby oh. sounds awesome. Yeah, but It'd then you have to pass, to pass the ball backwards. backwards. Yeah. Right? Same with, like, football, right? Like, any yeah, sort of thing really where the ball hard, couldn't yeah. hit the ground. Yeah. Baseball, so, uh, there's too much weight in. Well, no, like, some sort of kickball thing could be kind of fun where you have to drive to certain bases. After, like, they, they yeah. shoot the ball out at you, and you slam the ball back. I think, yeah. I think I'd think i go with, like, a baseball kickball sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and no, tennis. No content, just RTs asks, the CFL announced their 2016 schedule. How pumped are you guys? Yeah, I can't wait for that classic... Saskatchewan Hamilton t- tilt. I can't wait for our friend Sean White to collect another paycheck. <laughs> he's yeah, he's probably got probably signed a pretty good deal this he year. He did. He resigned with Edmonton. Yes, I knew, yeah, I know that. I'm just trying to think of, I well, I probably shouldn't talk about his contract details on the program because <laughs> I am familiar with most of them. Fake, uh, we're not pumped, is the answer. Fake Steinberg writes in: Would you say that joke explaining is just a sideshow or a trademark of your podcast's brand? <laughs> To which I would say, fake Steinberg, I have no idea what you're talking about. Please explain. <laughs> well, I think uh, well, what he's talking about is that. I think what he's really trying to get at is that uh, I, I would just say it's, a, it's an extension of our brand. I don't believe we've, we've trademarked it. Okay. Um, at Tom F. Hanna says, ideal situation heading into WrestleMania 32. Do we really want Roman versus Triple H in the main event? This is basically just for John. Doesn't I. matter yeah. what we like. Yes, that's, we do. That's what we're getting. Yeah, I would we say do. that that probably is not going to be the main event. It looks like Shane versus Taker is going to be the main oh, event. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the I future think... of the company is more at stake than the title, right? Right. So, and that's probably going to be the match that has all like the celebrity cameo run ins from like Foley and Austin. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Hulk Hogan versus Terry Bollea. <laughs> Be a great match, but if rage in the cage. If they just embraced what the fans were telling them to do yeah. from audience reactions and gone with Ambrose versus Triple H at Mania, that would be the main event uh, because everybody loves Dean Ambrose. Yeah. as has been quite obvious of late. Hulk Hogan versus Terry Bollea, dick on a pole match. <laughs> Marlon the Man writes, Justin and Stefan, what is your favorite beer, domestic and craft? John. What is your favorite Gatorade color? Because <laughs> I was just going to say, well, my favorite beer is Root. <laughs> well, oh, oh, I yeah, yeah, oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Not bad. Yeah, but I'll get, I'll say my Gatorade color, but you guys do the beer thing first. Yeah. Well, I feel I feel like Gatorade color is easier. There's like five colors. Well, here's the thing about Gatorade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Here's the thing about Gatorade. Also, you said here's the thing earlier this did episode. I? You did. Oh yeah. God. Um, but. Uh, Okay, what I don't like Everybody's is that... favorite segment, here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. Everyone take a drink. Now, I don't... Uh, okay. I 
am increasingly concerned because, like you say, all of the traditional flavors of Gatorade are now spoken for. So now they have to come up with really like abstract names. Like, for example, 7-Eleven has a new exclusive Gatorade flavor, as they're known to do. They had an exclusive green apple flavor for a while. But now their exclusive flavor is called Summit Storm. Which I don't know what that is, is supposed is, is to. It, what color is it? It's like, like purple? purpley. I was gonna yeah. say purple. Sounds like every yeah. time the Canucks invite people to a town hall <laughs> forum. <laughs> so it's really a uh, you know that's that that's the interesting thing is what what flavor is that you know I I you know what I bet it is it's probably going to be a close proximity to Formula eighty seven which was Sidney Crosby's flavor and that was my favorite Gatorade flavor of all time until they discontinued it. That was just as come. It was Makes clear. It's probably it why was it, clear. It's probably why. No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was like a little darker than the. It was like turquoise ish. It was like between turquoise and purple. I could have sworn there was a Sidney Crosby one that was off white. No, like eggshell. No, no, that's glacier cherry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are we talking about? We're talking about Gatorade, not cum. Yeah, no Gatorade. Yeah, no, his yeah. cum is off white. Yeah. Probably <laughs> the law of averages dictates. Um, I would say, uh, but you yeah. can tell when he's been drinking his own Gatorade formula because it's just a little bit sweeter. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Seeky. <laughs> Somebody uh, wanted to pay us to do uh, this. <laughs> what color do you think Sidney Crosby's jizz is? Um, okay. It's white for the record. Yeah, for the record. We That's think it's white. He just Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite flavor is, uh, okay, favorite casual drinking flavor, fruit punch. Favorite thirst quenching flavor, lemon lime. Okay. Your search, Sidney Crosby's cum, did not match any documents. Wow. I'm at, like I'm shocked, to be honest. I thought there would have been some sort of like, what is it, Rule 57? Where, like, anything you can think of. You look really pissed off, Justin. No, I'm just, like, trying to think of beer. I'm, I'm planning uh, okay. for my answer already. <laughs> uh, I was it's g- strange that nobody's ever no, asked No, I know. Before. It's a little weird. But uh, I was going to say for domestic beer, anything by Phillips is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the, that's kind of crafty also on a larger scale, I guess. It counts as domestic. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to go with the Blue Buck? Well, yeah, I would I would count Blue Buck as domestic at this point. Yeah. Well, true. no, but it, you know it's not. I'll say that's craft, and then domestic I'll go with. Uh, I'll just go with Moosehead. Yeah. It's a solid. Yeah. It's a solid domestic beer. I mean, I'm kind of cheap, obviously. Uh, very poor over here. Uh, somebody hire me, please, <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, but I do work at a brewery. I'm not going to plug my own, uh, you know, employer's beer because I drink that all the time and I do love it, but. Uh, who craft? I will go with Four Winds. Uh, it's not something that I get yeah. to have very often because it's a um, local craft brewery that's out in Delta, so it's not exactly, you know, in the area that I'm ever in. I'm not one to spend time out in Delta, uh, but I was a big fan of uh, the sours that they put out last summer, uh, especially uh, the fruit beer that they did last summer. The Nectaris was just like the greatest thing I've ever had. So very excited for that this summer again. And I will plug a Deep Cove beer also, uh, the Sweet Tea Summer Saison, which will be back in a few months, is ah. excellent also. So stop on by Deep Cove Brewers and Distillers, who pay me, but not for this plug. Saison, of course, French for... Uh... Season. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> that was French for salt. I think it's season. I don't know. It's a hundred percent season. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and here comes the joke explainer. <laughs> and a larger oh. domestic, I'll go for something cheap and strong. Wildcat. Why oh not? my god! <laughs> larger domestic, I'll go for Jesse's ex-wife. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we're in Canada. She'd be an import. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's going to do it for the yep. Twitter mailbag. We will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we actually like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Well, I haven't lived up to my hashtag brand in the last little while and, and recommended a book, so I will do that this week. I will recommend a book by comedian, writer, best friend of Stefan Heck, BJ Novak, uh, who writes a book, uh, or writes wrote a book called One More Thing. Uh, it's a book of short stories and uh, I read it some of them were super creative super funny he's obviously very unique voice Uh, and I also liked how short some of them were like some of them were like three lines long so it was like a real and then others were like 12 to 15 pages so real kind of difference in in all of them Uh, some very interesting ideas and uh, I really enjoyed reading it so I would I would recommend that have you read that what's it called one more thing you wanted to call it here's the one more thing right yeah here's the one more thing (laughs) that if I wrote it if I wrote a book that's what it will be called I have not read it yet but I am on his list app and so you can hook it up yeah he also uh i believe like read those stories some of them for different radio programs such as uh cbc's wiretap okay and uh, i believe this american life probably yeah makes sense Um, and they're all very funny especially funny when he is reading them out loud i can imagine yeah yeah. so uh, super funny i endorse that pick oh thank you (laughs) i'm glad i chose a book that uh even though you haven't read it i've heard him reading it and it sounded funny exactly you you consumed his book like you do all other books if they are being read aloud to you on a podcast <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, my one good thing is uh it's a shout out to beer salona yeah uh we lost in the in the b bracket final we lost 4-2 it was a valiant effort the team we played was like much much better than us and so i feel as though 4-2 was like it's not bad for beer salona you guys know what beer salona is all about yeah, yeah. I mean, blown out heavily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but we are switching leagues, uh, actually starting on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to be playing out at UBC. Oh, wow. Uh, so if you want to come murder me, you live in Vancouver. Tuesday night at UBC. You can, you can hunt me down. And it's a very small campus. You'll definitely find him. Well, I'll be playing soccer. Yeah. You know, there's only so that many limits. places to play soccer. Yeah, that limits. If you want to shoot me with a high-powered be. rifle, that is the place yeah. to do it. That's Just not my make one sure thing. you tell him it's part of a biathlon competition. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we, we played a good game. I want to give a shout out to the team and, uh, we are going to make a beer salon, a Facebook page and possibly a Twitter page as well. Yeah. Uh, for beer salon, cause I know everyone's really, and hopefully wants to catch up on the team. I'm hoping during the summer season that I'll have a little more time that I can kind of come out and, and do some, some media work for you guys. Yeah, also. yeah, exactly. Do some, uh, pre post game, mid game interviews. Yeah. Um, and John, you can come out and. Flash yeah. streak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll come well, out we, we could use a streaker. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I'll so LeBron it. My Show one good my thing. Flaccid penis. My one good thing is beer salona. All right. Um, I have not really seen or listened to very many things that I actually liked lately, but uh, well, I've been I, listening I, to our podcast <laughs> a lot. Haven't you? <laughs> I can recommend a film that I thought was pretty good. Uh, it's on oh, Netflix. Oh, recommending Canada. a movie again. Oh, <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> who could have guessed? Uh, it's called Blue Ruin. 
And it's um, kind of like a very uh, personal-driven revenge story in the mold of John Wick, except, like, not cartoonish at all. It's very, like, uh, you know, stripped-down, realistic. It's so about, what about, like, the homeless guy? Uh, yeah, it's a guy whose, like, parents got murdered, and his, their killer gets let out of jail. Yeah. And uh, he takes it upon himself to uh, bring justice to this man. And uh, that man's family kind of objects to that justice, and it sparks a whole string of murders. People just killing each other left and right. Well, the thing I like is that he's, like, really bad at what he's trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a depressing movie, though, too. Did you watch it? I, I saw it. On, it was on Netflix. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought it was really good. I liked it, but it was it's pretty dark, It too. is bleak, yeah. but uh, the cinematography is pretty good looking, and... Uh, it's just a uh, well-made film all around. I'm still waiting recommend. for the uh, for the one good thing where you recommend a movie you paid for. Blue Ruin. Well, uh, technically, I pay for my wow. Netflix account. I mean, come on. It is my account. It's not like I'm sleeching it from somebody else. Sleeching? Can, sleeching. I, can I get I an official definition? I'm, I was going to say sneaking, <laughs> and then I changed to leeching midstream. But, sleeching. Uh, <laughs> By Justin Morissette. Cologne. <laughs> so that's, that's the name of your cologne. Sleech. Sleech. Yeah, there is Sleech one form of media Justin. that I do pay for, and that's my Netflix subscription. Morissette. Is Mor- Morissette French? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Morissette. <laughs> Morissette. Anyways. You want a little bit of uh, Justin Morissette? That movie was depressing, but good. It's good. Uh, yeah. On the uplifting note, I suppose it's nice that uh, the podcast had a sponsor this week. That yeah. was pretty Whee! good, right? That's a very good thing. Ooh, promo code real good. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our intern is SeatGeek.com, promo code real good. Our producer is Jessica Sands. Our roommate is Paul Heck. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Seat Geek. Yeah! Yeah! Fucking rights. We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even plan that. That's sponsor love right there. Hashtag sponsor love, baby. Woo! It's it's because of the chip they implanted in my brain. (laughs) Seat Geek. Seat Geek. And this obviously went so well that uh, companies will just be lining up to give us money. Yeah, just think. We might say your name at the same time at the end of our show. Get in touch, realgoodpod at gmail.com. Uh, SeatGeek just emailed us a restraining order. <laughs> I sat on the mountainside, a face of mine. And I lay by the ocean, making love to her with visions clear. Walk the days with no one near. And I return as chained and bound to leave.